Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 158, Pete and his kid do Disney. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Tom. What's up, everybody? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. So, I had a little bit of a pause of like, what do I usually say when we when we do the intro? I I think Matt usually says, "What's up, everybody?" And I say, "How are you guys doing tonight?" I think you say, "How's it going?" Maybe. How's maybe? But I know I, that I know. that uh, one of our uh, one of our friends on Twitter, I think his Twitter name is Donald's other nephew. Maybe he was making fun of I think Matt for his intro. And maybe I just pulled a mat. Well, so I don't know. Maybe you did. It's it, it's, it, it, it is. We're not. You know, we're not doing these regular episodes quite as often as we as we were. In case you guys haven't noticed, we've cut back to two a month. Uh, we are still doing four episodes, one a week, over on the uh, over on the Patreon. If you are interested in more, but uh, so maybe that's the problem. Maybe you just haven't. Uh, well. So it's that, and maybe we had to work ahead a little bit because obviously you went to Disney. We had, we had Easter. My anniversary was in there, so we had to work ahead a little bit. And maybe it's just been maybe I just forgot what I say. But regardless, we're back, and and I hope everyone out there had a great Easter holiday. Pete, you actually took on Disney during the Easter holiday, correct? I did, and I'm I'm back from Disney now officially, like really. I know before I was back from Disney, but not really. But now I'm back officially, and and yeah, it was. Excuse me, a little hiccup there. It was it was Easter, and it was spring break, and it was crazy. I mean, it was packed. Parks were packed as I've as I've ever seen them. You know what it felt like? It felt like it felt like the middle of summer, except it wasn't hot, and not as much was open. Well, I mean, having to wear a mask and it not being hot. Is not as hot as it would be in the summer is uh is nice, but yeah, I mean I'm I'm excited to to talk about what you did at Disney. Were there are there any news items that you want to hit before we dive into uh to all that fun stuff? Well, yeah, big big piece of news here, and we we haven't really done news in a while because we've been so far ahead. But big piece of news here: this actually happened while I was at Disney. So Sunday, excuse me, Saturday. While I was at Disney, we rode Jungle Cruise and saw Trader Sam. Sunday, he was gone. They took him out overnight. So Sunday morning, people rode on the ride and, and Trader Sam was gone. So, you know, big, big news there. Um, other than that, you know, there, there, there was some news that came out today about uh, the, the Disney look. And they're offering some more flexibility as far as haircuts and visible tattoos and that kind of stuff. I, I did see that come out. Um, you know, I, I guess is what it is. You know, Disney Disney feels like that's what they need to do, so that's what they're going to need to do. Um, they're also Disney is, and, and we noticed this on our trip, but but they are starting to to board more parties per vehicle now. So you see them on. Flight of Passage loading every link chair. You see them, Pirates of the Caribbean, 
they're loading more parties. So they're not only loading one party per boat anymore on Pirates of the Caribbean. And, and same thing with, with, with rides like Space Mountain, where you know you, you may see a car go by that, that only has two people in it. Now you're seeing a space in between and, and they're loading more people. So I, I think that that's something that's going to continue and it has to continue with the, uh, with the crowds that they're getting in the parks right now. Oh, the other big thing I didn't mention is that Disney is now allowing pictures without masks. Yeah, and and uh, I mean, I think that's a welcome sight for everyone. Although, someone like me, I'm not a big fan of pictures in general. So, I kind of like that I could wear my mask during pictures. Um, kind of, it, it conceals the double chin a little bit if you got that going on. But uh, a couple items that I have. Walt Disney World is continuing to extend theme park hours kind of by the month. And so, I noticed it's now through June. And to quickly run through that, Hollywood Studios will have a later um, 8 p.m. closing. Magic Kingdom will open earlier uh, on most days and close later. So think of like 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Epcot will close later at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. a lot of evenings. 11 o'clock right now. It's 11 o'clock now, but as you kind of get toward June. Uh, and then Disney's Animal Kingdom will uh, have earlier 8 a.m. openings and later 7 p.m. closings for most days. So you know, that's a welcome sign because that's something that, that we contended with on the trips there shortly after Disney reopened is just the, the limited hours and man, how do you, how do you do everything? Um, a couple other items. I, I'll go to Epcot first. Club Cool will be returning this summer to Epcot. So Disney has announced this new location will celebrate Coca-Cola in a fresh new way while keeping the fan favorite experience that invites you to explore tasty drinks from around the world. That will uh, be coming to Epcot in the summer. Um, and then also, if you remember when we talked about some of the decorations that would happen with the 50th, you've seen a lot of work being done on the castle, but they've also added these like LED lights on Spaceship Earth. And they're they're more on the top of Spaceship Earth now than they are near the ground, but it'll present a really cool effect on the colors they can do on Spaceship Earth. And then you'll have, obviously, um, all the work they've done there at the entrance in Epcot. That'll be really cool to look at. Uh, Disney Genie is confirmed to still be in development. And I, you know, it's crazy because we were talking about that for a lot at one point, And I feel like we haven't talked about it in, in forever. Um, well, I, I guess what's it going to do? I mean, now that there's no fast passes, I guess it does dining reservations, maybe park reservations, that kind of stuff. I don't know exactly what it's going to do, but that, that's something that, you know, it's something we haven't mentioned. So I wanted to let you know that, yeah, Disney still plans for that to be in the works. Um, let's see. Bouncing back to Epcot for one minute, the new flagship store coming to Epcot this summer will be called the Creations Shop. Or the, I thought it was the Creations Store, but maybe it's Creations Shop. I'm reading. I'm re- actually looking at a news report now that says shop, but I could have sworn it was a store. But anyway, it it has like that Apple Store feel, like it's really modern and sleek. And I think what Disney has found out, or that they've read and they believe is. Retail locations do much better when there's less theming for guests to look at. So all the action is basically in the merchandise versus, you know, you have a a, pro- a projector putting a Disney cartoon on in the background or you've got really good theming or little little Disney Easter eggs to find throughout the store. Uh, so that'll be returning to Epcot. So that'll be like what Mouse Gear was. And that's, that, I was going to say, that's Mouse Gear, right? I mean, yep. it's, that's, what it, that's what Mouse Gear is becoming. And then on the uh, Disney transportation front, which I know we'll talk about, I'm sure, during the episode, but Mears Connect will be starting up in 2022. So Disney's Magical Express Express will be discontinued at the end of this year and starting in 2022. Mears Transportation Group has announced they will begin Mears Connect 
It'll offer guests transportation between Orlando's International Airport and resorts in the Walt Disney World area. There have not been any pricing details announced yet, but Pete, correct me if I'm wrong, presently if you have an on-property reservation, Magical Express is included? Or you still yes, correct. Correct. Okay. It does not cost anything for Magical Express currently. Mirrors Connect will cost something. And I, th- I think that was, you know, all I all I really had on the news front. I've, I do have one more thing, and it's it, it's kind of exciting because I actually witnessed it on my trip. So Disney has has been trying for for quite a while now to automatically link your your on ride pictures to your Magic Band, right? So you open your app and your pictures are are there. You don't have to go touch your magic band to the uh, to where the pictures come up or anything like that. But a lot of the times they get it wrong. And and you you end up with a with a picture of some family that you have no clue who it is. So they're actually piloting a program now where they show you several photos and and you pick the one with your with your party or with you in it. And I actually saw that come up a couple times while I was looking at on-ride photos where it said is this you? And it gave me like three different options to choose from to make sure that you get the right photo in your photo pass. So it's kind of cool. And speaking of photo technology, um, I have noticed that, you know, Disney is fa- is in the process of phasing out magic bands uh, where they won't require them and they won't give them away for free on your resort stays anymore. And so I, I have noticed that they are testing the phones scanning, um, which ha- is working. And then they also... Because what you've seen happen is annual pass holders have pretty much been able to uh, to take risks with their annual pass and maybe give it to a you know buy one for the family and let a friend go in with their pass. They now are testing at Magic Kingdom this face scanner. Yeah, it's that- it's one it's one entrance line at Magic Kingdom. You have to opt into it, so you volunteer for it, and they they pass you in through a special line, and they yeah they I mean they scan your face. Do you get anything for for opting in? I you know I, I don't opt in. I don't know. I, I didn't. I saw the line, but I did not go through it. My guess is that they they give you something. Maybe they give you a fast pass or something like that. It, it would be worth the fast pass. But <laughs> if I were obviously, if I were somebody who was breaking the rules and and maybe split an annual pass with a friend or something, yeah, I obviously wouldn't opt in, right? I'd I'd keep running the system until I couldn't do it anymore. But again, we don't condone that here on the Mendu Disney Podcast, and and we have not done that uh, with my wife and I did not do that with our annual passes. So. I think that's it for the news, though. I think so. All right. Well, with that, we'll pause for just a second to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. 
All right, so let's talk Disney. And how appropriate is it that we just heard from Kingdom Strollers? Because I was not going to bring a stroller on this on this trip. My daughter's four. I figure, hey, she can walk. I can carry her. I got a stroller from Kingdom Strollers, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you that it's worth every penny that you pay. Uh, first off, just a word on Kingdom Strollers. I know they're our sponsor, but they are legitimate. I, I didn't, you know, I just, I rented a stroller through them. I didn't tell them who I was, anything like that. I just rented a stroller from them. Uh, the, the drop-off service was perfect. They, they were on time. They met me 6.30 in the lobby of the hotel, morning before Magic Kingdom. And then when we dropped it off, they met me at 6.30 in the lobby of the hotel the day we were dropping it off. So stroller was great. Um, you know, can't, can't say enough good about them. It's, it's so convenient and, and so worth having a stroller. And I'll tell you, we've had a, f- a few friends uh, and listeners use them, uh, certainly since the parks reopened. But one very recently sent us a, a note on his review with them, and they dropped this stroller off. Um, this was they actually stayed at the beach club, I think, or yacht, yacht or beach club. But yeah, same thing, right? I mean, said, "Hey, what time do you need the stroller? Here's the time we need it." Kingdom Strollers was actually there a few days, a few, a uh, few days, a few minutes early, and. Stroller was clean. the The staff was awesome. The process was was very simple, and uh, you know, just it takes out some of the guesswork of having to bring a stroller and transport that, you know, down to your travel to Disney and take that back home. Um, so yeah, and I think it's cool. I actually think it's awesome that Pete didn't, you know, call him up and and say, "Hey, look, you know, we're obviously from the podcast, you know, because you got the true customer experience, being that you you didn't mention our podcast at all, obviously." You know, I, I know Matt talks to Kingdom Shoulders the most out of our group, but that was, uh, yeah, that's good that it worked out for you, and and I'm glad you enjoyed the stroller. Absolutely, well worth it. So let's 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 talk about this trip. Just brief rundown here. We left on Good Friday, so we flew out of uh, we flew flew down to Orlando on Good Friday, landed about 7:30 Friday night, and 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 my plan was to take Magical Express from the airport to our resort. Uh, we were staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kidani Village. My plan again was to take Magical Express. Tom, we got down to Magical Express. The sign said 75 minutes. There were a hundred people in my lane in front of me. You've taken Magical Express before, right? It's been a really long time, but yes, I have. So, so they have you know lanes set up based on where you're going, and these lanes weren't moving. I mean, they were at least a hundred people in front of us in our lane. The way I looked at it, we were three or four buses back. So 75 minutes, I think was being really generous. Um, This was a first for me. I've never, I've never had to wait for magical express. I always get down there. They scan me in. I'm the first or second one in the lane. And and typically I get right on the bus and, uh, and we go. That's, that's been my experience the last three times I've taken Magical Express. So this was new to me. We did end up Ubering down to the, uh, to the resort, which was no big deal. Uber was pretty quick. At the, the Uber pickup's pretty close to Magical Express. Got to the, uh, got to the resort. What, what did an, the Uber cost? Uh, $30, $35. Okay, that's like not that. bad. And, no, that, was, and that saved you a couple hours, probably. Saved us a couple hours. Now... I, I will tell you that we have a buddy who who just went to who just got to Orlando yesterday, and the rental car company that he had his rental car through somehow ran out of cars, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he ended up Ubering down there, and it cost him 
$80, I think, because everybody was having the same experience he was. There were no rental cars. So Uber was probably surging. It was it was three or four times surging, yeah. Oh, and wow. I, I, I think we got out at a good time and got down there at a good time because we didn't hit surge at all. So we got down to the resort. I actually had Amazon delivering groceries, so I was a little worried about making my grocery delivery window. I also ordered Uber Eats on the on the way to the hotel. Man, Orlando is as crowded. The the airport was as crowded as I've ever seen it. Our Uber Eats. I ordered Uber Eats at eight o'clock. It didn't get to our hotel room until ten forty five. So it took almost three hours for Uber Eats. Uh, it, Amazon Grocery was the same way. My window was 8 to 10. They didn't get there until 10.30. So I know that you were actually asking the grocery folks to come at 10. You know, you, I, you, I did. you tipped yes. really well to say, hey, can you come? So, I, so that's probably not a big deal. Did you? What did you order for Uber Eats? Because we haven't talked I ordered about pizza. this. Yeah, I ordered pizza. Now, I tried to order Pizzeria Italia. They were not taking orders at that point. So I ordered from another pizza place. You know, the estimate they gave me was 9 o'clock. So I was like, okay, well, it's an hour, no big deal. We'll get our pizza at nine, have have dinner. Little girl can go to bed because it's been a long day for her, right? First time on an airplane. But uh, yeah, 10, 10.45, it finally got there. And when it got there, the pizza was cold. And obviously it wasn't as good as Pizzeria Italia. And I'll tell you what, I would have asked my Uber driver to just roll up over to Pizzeria Italia, let me pick up a pizza, and we'll keep it moving. Maybe buy him a pizza. I, I should I should have. And you know, I'm kicking myself because we got there in time. We actually walked over to uh from from Kidani to um Jumbo House. And and the Mara was still open when we got there. I think it closed at I think it closed at nine o'clock that night night. So we could have ordered food from there, but I had this pizza come and I couldn't cancel it, so it just turned into a mess. It was a late night for us. <clears throat> but it did give us the opportunity to walk around the grounds, to, to walk. And it was about a 15-minute walk. We, we walked outside. We didn't go inside from Kidani Village over to Jumbo House. Kidani, Kidani's nice. The lobby's, the lobby's nice at Kidani. It's a lot smaller. The lobby at Jumbo House is incredible. So just a little bit about the resort. I mean, I, it, was, it was everything that I, that I kind of hoped it would be. Uh, the we, we did have a Savannah View room, so that was really cool. Getting into our room and looking out, and there were zebras sleeping on the ground. And we were on the fifth floor, so we were pretty high up. We could see the whole kind of Savannah area, but there were zebras sleeping right outside of our uh, of our window or right outside of our balcony when we uh, when we got there. So that was pretty cool. So is is uh, for for just our listeners is Jumbo House where like the entrance <clears throat> to Animal Kingdom lodges. Yes. Where so Gico Jumbo House. Is and- yes. Yes. So okay. Jumbo House is the uh, is the first building you come to. Excuse me. I got the coughs tonight. And uh, Jumbo House. The rooms are bigger at Kadani Village because Kadani Village was actually built as a DVC property, whereas Jumbo House the rooms were converted. Some of the rooms were converted to DVC. Uh, but uh, but yeah, Jumbo House is the is the main building when you first come in. Kadani's kind of past that, and Kadani is where uh, Sanaa is. Yeah, so I when I we ate at Sanaa, parked in like a parking garage. Yes, there's a Kidani. parking garage under uh, underneath Kidani, basically. And we didn't really know where we were going. We ended up, I mean, we had to have parked on one end of this resort, and we walked down hotel hallways forever. It's so 
Kidani, actually, you can walk inside all the way from the lobby at Kidani almost to Jumbo House. And it's a super long resort. So yeah, if you were if you were not and the lobby's in the middle. So if you were on either end, it's a super long walk to where Sanaa is. I mean, it kind of felt weird because I'm like, man, we're not staying here. And like we kept having to we either get behind or in front of people that were turning into a room and we just were the strangers that we're trying to find our way to the restaurant. And and I, of course, kept stopping at every window to look at whatever animal was outside. Super cool resort, though. I mean, just absolutely So great a lot resort. of drums at the resort. A lot, lot of drums. And it seems like they would start the drums up about 9 o'clock every night. And uh, so we'd, we'd get the drums beating uh, on our way back to our room. Now, I will say from a transportation standpoint, probably the most inconvenient resort that I've ever stayed at. Um. It's out there. I mean, it's right next to Animal Kingdom. So it's it's not really close to anything. <clears throat> you know, you're talking a bus ride to Magic Kingdom, 35 minutes, 40 minutes, something like that. So, I mean, it's, it's a haul. But, you know, from a from a resort standpoint, like, it's, it's awesome. It's well worth it. And if, and if you're going to spend time at a resort, definitely worth it to stay there. I would have liked to have seen... They were actually offering a tour of a three-bedroom grand villa. We didn't have time to go in there. And it was just a drop-in tour. We didn't have time to go in there, but I'm wishing we would because the resort is is very nice. So that was Friday night. 11 o'clock in bed. I mean, you had to be in bed, though, because you had a, a huge first day planned. I mean, and I'll let you tell the story, but when we were texting on and off that day, just the amount of stuff you got done. In yeah. the first day was incredible. And I, just for reference, I was pulling it up. I was pulling Kadani Village up on a GPS now. So it does show a, an eight mile ride to Magic Kingdom, close to 20 minutes, but I could see where that could, where that could get extended. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm looking at the resort itself. I mean, it, does it, it fully connects. I mean, the lobby is, it's like it's got two snakes coming off of it. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of shaped like a, uh, like a three. Like a backwards yeah. three, and yeah, it just about connects to. There's a little breezeway between Kidani and uh, and Jumbo House, so it's a huge resort. But but well, uh, but again, it, everything's pretty close to the to the center, unless you're on the very end. Yeah, and if you're on the very end, you're you're pretty close to uh, to Jumbo House. Yeah, yeah. So no, that I, I had never looked at the shape of the resort, but yeah, that's um. Yeah, I've only stepped foot in it. I've never stayed. And the pictures you sent, you know, I didn't really, I don't think you sent many of the actual room itself, but just the views you had and all the different animals, you know, that had to be cool for for your daughter to kind of have a zoo right out the balcony. Exactly. Exactly. So first day, I mean, I woke up at 5 a.m. because that's what I do. We my, my plan was to be at Magic Kingdom by 7. So I met Kingdom Strollers, like I said, at 6.30 in the lobby. And pretty much called an Uber from there. Uh, wife and kid came downstairs and, and met me. And we got in the Uber and, and made it to Magic Kingdom. We actually got the first ferry boat because they were not yet running the monorail. So we got the first ferry boat from the Transportation Ticket Center to the Magic Kingdom. I think it left at 10 after 7 or 5 after 7 or something like that. And then we were in the park at, uh, at quarter after 7. And Tom, it was empty. You know, we took some pictures in front of uh, Cinderella Castle, walked down Main Street. Uh, you know, of course, 
I was I was watching my little girl and it was just an incredible experience, right? Her her seeing all that for the first time. Uh, I'm trying to think. the The first thing we did, I want to say, was uh, was actually Aladdin. What took you to Adventureland? Well, no, I'm sorry, that's not true. It was not Aladdin. The first thing we did was Peter Pan. So we actually walked to Fantasyland. We, I showed her Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I asked, "Hey, do you want to ride this?" I said, "If we want to ride this, we need to ride it now." Because there was no line. She said, no, I don't want to. So we went and got on Peter Pan. And, and she started off nervous. New experience for her. Again, we'd been to Dollywood. But this is, I mean, this is a little bit different than Dollywood. So rode Peter Pan. A little nervous. Rode Pooh. She got a little more, more confident. Rode the carousel. Rode the teacups. Rode Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, rode the Jungle Cruise. I mean, just got a ton. Little Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Got a ton knocked out. And all this really before nine o'clock. That's, I mean, like I said, when we were texting, I'm like, man, this is, this is a pretty incredible morning. Exactly. I mean, we, we really did not wait in line for, for anything until, let's see, we had lunch at noon at the plaza and, uh, we, we really didn't uh, we really didn't wait for anything until just before that we waited we waited for pirates for about 10 minutes we waited for the jungle cruise for maybe five minutes it was pretty much we walked up and we had to wait for the next boat or wait had to wait two boats something like that but I mean really nothing else there's there was not a wait for anything else and at, at what point did you start to actually feel the crowds that day oh I, nine o'clock nine a.m nine o'clock yeah because and and it's funny how it go, how it went because there were no crowds in there. Obviously, we're riding stuff that that is the last to fill up, right? We're riding the carousel and the Mad Tea Party and Voyage of the Little Mermaid. So the stuff that you don't see the crowds really. But I tell you, when we were walking back to Voyage of the Little Mermaid, there was probably an hour wait to get into Gaston's Tavern. Uh, Space Mountain was regularly over an hour long. Splash Mountain regularly over an hour long. Big Thunder, same thing. So all the all the big rides that uh, that people are excited for filled up really quick and stayed that way all day. We didn't really start to feel crowds until, like I said, probably eleven o'clock or, or or just before eleven o'clock. And by that time, you know, we were we were kind of starting to make our way back towards Main Street. Uh, we really didn't have time to wait in any lines before lunch, so went and had lunch at the Plaza, and. I, this is the first time I'd ever eaten at the Plaza. It, it was, it, it's probably the cheapest table service meal that I've ever had at Disney World. Um, it's it's fairly simple, you know, as far as food goes, but you can get a drink there. So I did have a couple of uh, couple of beers there, which was great for my nerves, because I'm just a ball of nerves on every Disney trip we go on, because I want to make sure we, we get everything done right. But we did, uh, we did end up having lunch at the plaza. And after that, we looked at the crowds and we said, Hey, we really don't want to wait in line and ended up going back to the, uh, back to the resort for a little bit. Little girl was tired because again, she'd been up until 11 and, and up at six. And so we said, well, let's, let's go back and try to take a nap. We did not take a nap. I say um, nap time was not successful. Nap time was not successful. We went back to the hotel. We, we waited about an hour and I said, you know what? Let's go to Epcot. So, so we did. We went to Epcot about uh, three or four o'clock, something like that. 
And my my daughter actually passed out in the in the Uber on the way to Epcot. So again, and she wanted to go, right? She oh yeah, she wanted to go because she wanted to ride Frozen. So again, this was this is where the stroller was key because I was able to put her in the stroller. My wife and I walked around World Showcase uh, for for a little bit. Went to the um, went over to the Festival Center and and had uh, let's see, we got a biscuit, a potato biscuit with some salmon on it. Um, I had a uh, blood orange beet cocktail, which pretty much just tasted like whiskey. It was okay. My wife had like a hibiscus gin lemonade or something like that, which she really seemed to enjoy. And then once uh, once my daughter woke up, we went and rode Frozen. And this was probably the longest line we waited in the whole trip was for Frozen. The line was just into the China Pavilion, just kind of around the corner uh, by what's the what's the Chinese restaurant right there? It's not Joy of Tea that you're referring to, but no, you know the what Chinese I'm, the, the quick with the service. bathrooms. Yeah, right and I actually, you... I actually dipped into those bathrooms uh, because the line was right there. So I went to the bathrooms and rejoined my wife and kid, and we rode Frozen. And and by that time, you know, she had taken a nap. We had, I want to say, seven o'clock dinner reservations at Cinderella's Royal Table, and it was about five forty-five at this point. So I figure, okay, we've got an hour and 15 minutes. That should be plenty of time to go to the front of the park and get a bus to Magic Kingdom. Because guess what's not running? The Epcot Magic Kingdom monorail. So there's so there's no monorail going to Epcot right now. So the only option you have is, is by bus. Tom, we didn't get on a bus until 7 o'clock. And we were at the bus stop at probably 10 till 6. So we waited an hour and 10 minutes for a bus. I kept watching your find my friends because your reservation for dinner was, what did you say, 705, something like it was, that? I think it was 705 or 715, yeah. And and at and 7 or 655, I'm like, oh boy, he's not on a bus yet. And this isn't like he cut it close. He He went there with over an hour to go before dinner. And he's probably at the point now that an Uber's not worth it because you're not going to get dropped off at the park. That was that was the thing is that I the Uber the Uber wait time was 20 minutes at that point. So so there was no way that I could go get an Uber and get to the transportation ticket center, get a ferry, and get there on time. So I'm counting on Disney transportation. Well, apparently an hour and 15 minutes is not long enough to to get between Epcot and Magic Kingdom, which is all of what a mile and a half apart tops. Let's call it the right name, Epicot or Epicat. <clears throat> Epicat. Yep. So, so, but Disney did work with you, right? You get to the restaurant. They, they did. We got to the restaurant. We were at this point. We were at least thirty minutes late for our reservation. And I, I mean, Tom, we when when I say I Disney Dad walked, this was me Disney Dad walking like never before. I had my little girl on my shoulders. And we hoofed it to Cinderella's Cinderella's Royal Table, and we're still thirty minutes late. And I, you know, I apologized and I said, "Hey, transportation, you know, I thought an hour and fifteen minutes was enough time, but apparently it wasn't." They were not nice about it, um, but they did. They did say, "Okay, well, we'll put you back in the queue and we'll work you back in." And they did get us in. I mean, we we waited. We went to the bathrooms. And by the time we got out of the bathroom, our table was ready. So it wasn't like they made us wait, but they were not nice when I 
kind of apologetically got there and said, hey, sorry we're late, but. So no excuse for them not being nice, but here here's one of the issues that we don't have to discuss on the episode, but they're understaffed, so everything kind of isn't hitting at the right rhythm, and you probably got people late, some for, for reasons that didn't manage time well, and probably some for true Disney transportation, or hey, the the ride said it was a, you know, I got stuck on a broke down ride that happened to us. I know we missed our whole Ogus reservation. So yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it probably. I can understand where they could have been like, yeah, okay, but look, it's just a a problem of being totally understaffed at Disney right now. But at least you made it. At least they got you in pretty quick. We made it. Um, it was you know Cinderella's Road table. If you've been, you know what it is. If you haven't, it's it's one of those things that's worth doing once. And that's really all you need to do it because the food is, the food's kind of like banquet food. It's, it's certainly not the best food at Disney World. It's not, it's not bad. You know, the, the thing that got me was, so you prepay, right? You, you prepay for your meals, you prepay for the tip, all of that in advance. I still somehow ended up with a, with a $115 tab at the end of the meal. And that's after prepaying a couple hundred bucks. So it's expensive. But you know what? My my little girl Cinderella came out and talked to my little girl for for a couple of minutes, and and that made her night. So I I can't complain. And two, we were there because we were late. The part we were there after park closed, so the park was empty when we got out, and it was cool being able to sort of walk through the park. Uh, we didn't get to walk very far, obviously, because we were at Cinderella Castle's already, Castle already. But it was still kind of cool walking through the park after it had closed. And that wraps up a wild day one. That wraps up a wild day one. Um, like I said, it was late, and we took the bus back from Magic Kingdom. I, I don't even want to talk about that, because again, it was a 45-minute wait for a bus to get back to Animal Kingdom Lodge. So, just absolute trash. But So, so what, what did day two hold for us? So, day two, we uh, Magic Kingdom again in the morning, and... Uh, it was, uh, I, I tried to pull a little sneaky on Disney, kind of. So in, in the past, we have been dropped off at Bay Lake Tower or at the Contemporary and been able to walk over to the park in, via Uber. And I had actually ordered some food from Contempo Cafe. I planned on running in, grabbing food, and then walking over from Contempo Cafe into the park. Well, we had Johnny Law, man in the gate, at the Contemporary, who informed me, even though the app didn't inform me, but he informed me that they were not accepting outside orders to Contempo Cafe and that I would have to leave. So what we've done in the past is just have the Uber driver drop us off right outside the gate. But again, Johnny Law had had foreseen that and was berating the Uber driver in front of us for doing that exact same thing. So we didn't want to we didn't want to get the Uber driver in trouble. He so he ended up taking us to the transportation ticket center Yada, yada, yada. We didn't get into the park until 8 o'clock. The crowds were already jam-packed. And, and again, this is Easter Sunday. So you figure that this is where a lot of people are going to take their kids on Easter Sunday is Magic Kingdom. So we rode a couple of rides. Dumbo, Barnstormer, uh, teacups, that sort of stuff. But we had a brunch reservation at 1215 over at Topolino's Terrace. So... We, we, we ended up leaving um, a little bit earlier than we needed to. We, we left about 10.30, got over to the Riviera about 11 o'clock, and, and had an hour to kill 
over at the Riviera. So really, we just walked around the Riviera. It's a it's a beautiful resort, and I know that I know that you've spent a little bit of time over there, Tom. Um, you know, we we obviously we ate at Topolino's Terrace dinner that night, but it really is a pretty resort. Yeah, it's uh, I've been there now a few times. It's an awesome resort. I I don't know that I, I don't have the money where I could stay unless there was some sort of like a DVC deal or I found something online, but. Yeah, it's an unbelievably cool resort to go visit, and it's conveniently easy to get to because you know if you're if you're popping around on the Skyliner, you can just you can pop right in. Not super convenient to get to from Magic Kingdom. We ended up Ubering, but um, but yeah, so had our Topolino's Terrace reservation, and Tom, this was probably the most expensive meal that I've ever had at uh, at Disney World. Take two. Uh, now we did have my my wife's brother join us for uh, for brunch, so there were three adults and a kid. Uh, but but you know the food was good. It was uh, it was certainly not the, the Topolino's Terrace dinner that that we rave about, but it was still good food. And what what makes it really worth it are the characters. Uh, they rotate through Mickey and Donald and Daisy and Minnie, and then at at a couple of points during our meal, all four of the characters came out. They danced around. The kids dance around. Everybody's having a good time. Everybody's having fun. So we we did have a good time. The, again, well well worth it going over there for uh, for brunch, and and packed too. I think we were the last seating because I think twelve thirty they stopped serving breakfast, uh, and and then they're closed until dinner time. So I think we were the last seating. We were we were one of the last tables in the restaurant. So we did get to go spend some time outside on the actual terrace uh and and we couldn't we we were planning on heading over to hollywood studios so we couldn't get in there until two anyway so we really had some time to kill well i mean you know topolino's is uh you know the video you sent me that kind of the the jumping around where the characters kind of moved around I, your, your child obviously really very much enjoyed it uh so that makes it worth it you don't have to look at the dollars you spent on the meal. You can just have those memories forever. You'll forget one day how much you actually spent there. Exactly. So went over to Hollywood Studios after that. Uh, it was just before two o'clock and, and they actually, we were kind of hanging around the gate. I want to say it was about one thirty-five or so. <clears throat> we were kind of hanging around the gate and the cast member said, hey, are you guys park hopping? And we said, yeah. And they said, nah, just go on in. No big deal. Uh, so now, we did. Did, uh, be- between the character breakfast or the cavalcades, I mean, did your your daughter like both of them? Or oh much yeah, abs- more absolutely. M- much more character breakfast and Cinderella's royal table because she got. We were v- seated very close to where Cinderella comes out, uh, and and so she actually got some one on one interaction with Cinderella from from a distance still, but you know Cinderella had a conversation with her. Versus okay. the cavalcades, we saw a couple of cavalcades come by when we were in at the plaza. Because the plaza is in a great location, right there where all the cavalcades come through, and so we saw a couple there, and she would run out and see the characters, but uh, she didn't get the personal interaction that she did at Topolino's Terrace and at uh, Cinderella's Royal Table. I was just thinking Hollywood Studios has my favorite cavalcades, and that's what made me think about it. If you were near the gate for a little while, maybe you saw a couple. Yeah, we didn't. I don't know that we actually saw any. Ca- we, we I think we saw one cavalcade at uh, at Hollywood Studios. Because we were pretty quickly in and out of there, we uh, we got there, went over. We we actually had a uh, 
Ogus Cantina Reservation at 2.30. And the wait for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway was only 30 minutes. So we hopped in line there. Now, Tom, I checked in for my Ogus. And this was entirely on me. So our Ogus Cantina Reservation was at 2.30. I checked in for it at 2.40, which was, ten, which was 10 minutes late. And they give you about 15 minutes. We were on the ride at... Uh, we were on, on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which my daughter loved, by the way. And I hit the check-in button, and bam, instantly your table is ready. When when have you ever checked into Ogus Cantina and gotten an instant your table's ready notification? Never. Never. Ne- so I mean, we were 20, 30 minute wait. So we were late, we were late to that too. And they put us back in the queue and but went into Ogus, you know, got a got a drink there. My wife had a fuzzy tauntaun. I had a fuzzy tauntaun. And a jet juice and a Bespin fizz. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and my my daughter had a had a uh, had a drink. She thought it was cool. It was bubbling. Yeah, I love that you worded that first. Had a drink. I'm like, oh wow. Ogas does not check uh, well, credentials. You know, it's funny. My wife asked me, uh, "This is an alcoholic, is it?" And I said, "Yes." Disney World just served our four year old daughter an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what they did. <laughs> so. But uh, but no, so we went to Oga's, walked around Galaxy's Edge. My wife had never seen Galaxy's Edge before, so really cool walking around there. Uh, went and got on the, did the Frozen sing-along, which my daughter was kind of falling asleep for. Uh, I, I think she would have enjoyed it a lot more if she weren't exhausted. And at that point, we were like, hey, let's go check out Slinky Dog. Tom, Slinky Dog broke down. And it broke down, and people waited in line for about 30 minutes for it to start back up. When we walked by there, they were they were walking the line, kicking people out of line, saying, we don't know when it's going uh, to come back up. Go do something else. Not giving them fast passes, just kicking them out of line. I would these be are very, people very that frustrated. People had waited at least 30 minutes for this at this point. Every, so at this point, Toy Story Mania is absolutely slam-packed. Uh, Alien Swirling Saucers is absolutely slam-packed. And we just decided, you know what? We're going to go back and we're going to go to the pool. We've had our fill. So we did. We went went back uh, to, uh, what's the pool? Samawadi Springs at uh, Kidani Village. It's a really cool pool. There's some play areas there. Uh, they were having an Easter egg hunt because it was Easter. Uh, I made friends with the bartenders at the, at the bar there. I uh, had a couple of Mai Tais. Now, we were supposed to have dinner. I actually had a couple of dinner reservations here. At one point, I had a uh, Hollywood and Vine reservation. I got a 50s primetime reservation. But I actually ended up canceling all of the dinner reservations and getting a dinner reservation for that night at Sanaa because I figured, you know, it's it's at our hotel. And you want to talk about convenient. I mean, our reservation, it was at 830. And I actually got it moved up to like 740. Tom, we walked 10 feet to the elevator, rode the elevator down to the first floor, and we were in the restaurant. So a very different experience than you're creeping through the uh, creeping through the hallways. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there was a better route that I could have taken, but nonetheless, we made it there just like you made it there for dinner. And I kind of had a negative review about the food. It just doesn't sit well with me, but I'd, I'd be interested in hearing your take on it. So we started with the bread service because apparently you have to. And, uh, and hold on, let me let me interject here. Did the waiter or waitress just 
like it almost felt like they told us we had to like they were kind of like everyone does it if you look around everyone has it at the tables right now and so we're just like okay we'll start out with it like disney doesn't really have to sell the bread service anymore they can just tell you to do it no they don't and no our waiter didn't because he didn't do a whole lot i'll get to that in a minute um but got the bread service got a blood orange margarita that maybe gives mexico a run for its money no i'm kidding it's not even close you texted that it did in the moment, and I, that was just pure blasphemy. I think you were trying to get a rise out of us. I was trying to get a rise out of you. But um, I got, what did I get? It's, uh, I got butter chicken, and I got braised beef and basmati rice, uh, which which was, it was really good. Not your type of food. I can I can tell you, not your type of food. I got a New York strip last time I went here, and it wasn't that great. And, and again, why would you go to the Art of African Cooking and order. My wife, my wife wanted to eat there, so that's why we went. I'm a, I'm a happy wife, happy life. I'm a good husband. Mm-hmm. So Tom didn't enjoy his experience. I did. The food was good. The bread, they had like a bread pudding there for dessert. Not, not anywhere near the Raglan Road or the um, what's the restaurant I'm thinking of? Ohana. Ohana. Yeah, not anywhere near Raglan Road or Ohana bread pudding. It was still okay. So here's the problem I had with Sanaa. Our, our, our waiter was probably the worst waiter I've ever had in, in my entire life. It, it took him 20 minutes to get there to, to get our food order. After he took our food order, I didn't see him until I was halfway done with my dinner because he didn't bother to come check on us at all. My daughter fell asleep at the table waiting on him to come clear our plates and bring us our dessert. Once our dessert got there, he forgot my daughter's dessert. So my wife and daughter went back up to the room. I sat there another 35 minutes waiting for him to come bring me the check before I was able to leave. I'm a very generous tipper, but I I couldn't with this guy. Yeah, we, we texted. And I mean, look, it, it didn't seem like it was a great experience. And it really didn't seem like it was exaggerated because I mean, we were texting while you were there, right? And you were like, dude, I'm still waiting. I probably, and I, te- and I told you this, I probably would have just had a manager come over and been like, look. I don't want to don't want to dock this person's tip, but what's going on? Like this is just unacceptable. Yeah, it, it, I I felt and look, I obsessed over it, and I'm I talked about it a lot. I felt really bad telling this, you know, just not tipping this. I mean, I I tipped him. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't tip him near as much as I should have, and it was just it was just bad. I mean, I like I said, I think our dinner reservation was at seven thirty. I didn't leave the restaurant until 10 o'clock. It should not take two and a half hours to eat dinner at, at Sanaa. It just, I mean, it shouldn't. With, with two adults and a, and a small child, and, and I ordered one drink. Because guess what? When I finished my drink, nobody came and asked me if I wanted another one. Yeah, that's a tough look. That's a tough look. So, you know, it, I like the restaurant. The, the, the ambiance in the restaurant was phenomenal. It's and it was dark, so we didn't get to see a whole lot of the animals. Plus, we weren't really seated by the windows, so we wouldn't have been able to see anything anyway. But hell, we had that in our in our bedroom, so you know I didn't really need to didn't really need to get close to the animals. But man, if if the service had been good, it probably would have been one of the better meals we had. But it just that that really stands out to me, and so I guess. For this place, I, I would recommend coming here at lunch. I think more than anything, it's it's tough to it's tough to do that because it's so far away. 
but I think you get a better experience here at lunch. So I agree with you, and I think it's more because of the animals and yes. try to get a window seat for lunch. Because we said the same thing. We we even said, man, I wish we would have had an early dinner where yeah. it's still light outside. Because we ate in there at like 8.50 or 9. Like We had a late reservation when I went. No, that's good. I mean, outside of the service, I'm glad you like the food. And, and I mean, look, it's no secret. That style of food's not really what I like. So I, it wasn't going to be one of my favorite restaurants anyway. Uh, I, I think Jico's where I want to try next. I don't even know if I like it, but I, I want to be able to knock out all the Animal Kingdom restaurants. Animal Kingdom Lodge restaurants, that is. Yeah. So you're at the halfway point now. We're at the halfway point. And I, yeah, I, I think this is a good place to, uh, to sort, of, sort of call it for the episode. I, I think we'll... Uh, you know, we'll we'll certainly talk more about this trip on a uh, on a future episode. I, I think what we'll do is we'll, uh, we'll we'll finish the rest of the trip over on the Patreon episode. Yeah, not not the not next week, but the week after that, we'll we'll finish this up and uh, and go through the rest of the trip and get and, and get some final thoughts. And again, like I said, we we will talk about this some more, certainly from a planning perspective, because now that I've been there with with a child, I. Uh, I feel a lot more, I guess, qualified to talk about planning with children. Uh, and, and every child is going to be different, right? My kid, was, my kid was awesome. She never complained. You know, she did the typical, I want this, I want that. You know, she wanted everything that she saw in the gift, in the gift store and everything that she saw the vendors selling. And I mean, it's Disney. You expect that, right? That's kind of why they're there. But... She did, I mean, she was phenomenal. And she toughed it out. She slept in the stroller when she needed to. And uh and, and we really we really did have a great time. My wife and I felt kind of like we got some time on our own when she was asleep in the stroller or whatever, even though we weren't really alone. It was good. And, and you know, one of the other comments that my wife made was we ate. I mean, we ate a lot. We ate an absolute ton. And I I did that because I did that for two reasons. One, because I wanted our trip to have some structure. And I feel like having meals planned is really important, especially for kids. And we've talked about this before. If your kids are used to eating at 8 a.m., 12 p.m., and 6 p.m., like it's important to kind of keep that sense of normalcy so they don't turn into monsters. And the other, the other reason is it's kind of a selfish reason. I just like having like stuff to plan for. So I love like moving reservations around and you know being on the hunt for something. Normally it's fast passes, but you can't do that right now. So it's restaurants for me right now. Yeah, I think I'm kind of thinking about how we do the part two to this episode. I, and Pete, I think what we could do is maybe even do a part two on a regular episode and have some final thoughts and, and maybe do a different kind of take on it on the Patreon. But uh, I, yeah, you're not, you are now officially qualified to talk about, to talk about doing Disney with, uh, with kids since you took, you took your daughter and, you know, I'm excited to hear about the back half of the trip. And, uh, I mean, there are things that, that, you know, I, Pete and I weren't talking every, every minute of the day. So there's things that he did. I don't even know about. Uh, so I'm kind of listening and learning like our listeners are too. All right. Well, um, well, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll call it here for, uh, for tonight and we will pick this up, uh, on an episode soon. So secret and trivia for the week. What do you got? Yep. So our, uh, secret of the night, did you ever wonder or did you know, or ever wonder, why Fantasyland has a medieval fair theme? So the history here is when Disneyland first opened, 
Many of the Fantasyland attraction facades were not finished, so banners and decorative tents were used to cover up the unfinished parts. The theme itself stuck and was carried over to uh, to Florida. So that's why there's such a medieval fair theme to even even with new Fantasyland, you still have the older attractions that have that kind of theme. Philhar Magic's one that sticks out in my head that kind of has that uh, that look, but. Uh, going to the trivia question from a couple of weeks ago, we asked you guys while walking into Harambe Market, look to your left on the outside wall, what is there? Um, also, you'll notice the word Fichwa is the way I, I pronounced it. I uh, don't know if that's the correct way to pronounce it, but you'll notice that word under this this thing I was telling you to, uh, to point out. And what does that word stand for? So what you'll see is a Mickey Mouse on the wall. I think there's actually another name to call this Mickey Mouse. I, I just call him Mickey Mouse. And uh, the word Fichwa means hidden. So it's kind of like a hidden hidden Mickey Mouse. So um, we had some folks get it correct with the with some different terms, but definitely knew what I was talking about. So good good on you for, uh, for sending in some answers. And uh, I think this is a fairly easy trivia question for this week. Uh, but here we go. Where can you find jewels and charms embedded in the pavement at Magic Kingdom? You can tweet us at Podcast or email us at mendoww.gmail.com with your guesses. And uh, if you remember back to the beginning of the episode, there might be a hint kind of hidden in the episode that I don't even think Pete knew what he was doing. So again, the question is, where can you find jewels and charms embedded in the pavement at Magic Kingdom? Uh, but that's it for me, Pete. All right. Well, good deal. That's all we have for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on your Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, comments, please tweet us or email us at menduww at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.